0: to the gamers in come on in pull up a chair next to the fire it looks like you've had a long journey i'm your host jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host ryan hello ryan
1: hello i've got a funny story to kick things off i didn't put in the notes i thought i would forget (laughs) but i didn't it just came to me so nintendo switch i've had it out of the dock for a while and i'm pretty like lately i've kind of freaked out about my technology i haven't had a lot of time to enjoy it so when like one thing goes wrong i'm like oh my god these things are so complex, they just break on their own. It's terrible. So
0: <laughs> so this is an old man Ryan story? That was
1: an old man Ryan it's like, story.
0: It's like you're aging before my eyes. Like, what's well, going on Okay, with you? specific example.
1: <laughs> Tangent. I got a new monitor. I got the... <laughs> it's like a Dell G-Sync monitor, 1440, 4, 144 hertz. It's amazing. Uh, I've got my 1080p uh, HDMI monitor right here as well. And I'm like playing uh i think i updated the drivers on my video card or something and i'm playing a game and then i think either i alt tabbed out of the game weirdly it was full screen and the g-sync was like freaking out and then all of a sudden like a sliver of i would like why does that text look weird a sliver like a, a column of pixels has moved from the middle of my monitor to the whole to the right side and i'm like oh my god this is brand new this thing's freaking out and it turns out I just fixed it by turning the monitor off and on again. It's like, that's that's the frustration is that technology is so complex now that it just breaks and fixes itself at random. <laughs> and maybe something's completely wrong with it. I don't want to Google it because then it's like WebMD is like, oh, what's wrong with your oh, brand yeah. new $600 <laughs> your monitor? Your monitor
0: has cancer, Ryan. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. broken.
1: <laughs> it's, your monitor's broken. Don't even Google it. And um, no, I've had a weird other weird issue with like uh, like another computer but anyways with the switch anyway, so
0: technology breaks on its own so the yeah. switch <laughs> so the
1: switch I, and again i'm in this mode where like i've got 20 minutes and i just want to play something and i i load it up and then all of a sudden it's like it's freaking out it's saying hey your joy cons battery are extremely low and i start like no my switch can't break that's too expensive and then i have to go through like the nintendo either repair uh setup or buy a new switch and then try to transfer my stuff so i'm like okay let's see if this works i remove the joy-con put them back in they don't they don't charge and i'm thinking okay it must just be related to uh the fact that it's not in the dock so i put in the dock and i'm like freaking out i'm like okay it's it's charging now and then i'm trying to remember like why would they be dead the switch has just been outside the dock like i haven't even been using it it's just been sitting in its case and then i remembered uh, I set an alarm in Ring Fit Adventure, <laughs> and, I, and I haven't been playing. So every other day, it's going, bzz, 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 and the way it alarms is it uses the Joy-Cons Rumble. So that's why my Joy-Cons were dead, is because I've been ignoring this alarm set. Yeah, my workout in Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, not only am I ignoring these alarms, but it's giving me like it's giving me panic attacks.
0: technology anxiety i know
1: so anyways uh i just turned the alarm off <laughs> i literally <laughs> yeah, like i
0: mean why work out yeah. why like do the thing it's trying to get you to do i, I want to yeah, play that the game obviously makes no sense I,
1: i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to it and play it but i wanted to make sure like okay i'm removing these alarms i, I will find a better way uh that better way may just be either forgetting or remembering to play we'll see I'll I'll give you an update. I don't know.
0: I look forward to hearing about more of your ring fit adventures. <laughs> I should honestly, I mean, I, I totally understand. I mean, I didn't set any alarms, but I totally understand like getting into and then out of like a workout routine because I did the same thing as you with ring fit adventure is like I got into it and I was like, oh, man, this is such a workout. And then I've just been like so busy with other stuff and like trying to get into my new like nine to five work schedule like routine and trying to find that balance that any thoughts I had of like waking up early and being so proactive and like psh, 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 morning Jocelyn let's go work out and then shower and go to work are like snooze button snooze button snooze button oh 7 45 yep I should probably get up now <laughs> so yeah my whole ring fit adventure has come to a screeching halt as well but I do still think it's really good tech and I think it's a great workout and I need to fit it back into my routine. So maybe, Ryan, maybe you and I need to make a ring fit pact that Mm -hmm. we are going to get back into it. We are going to use it as part of a workout. We're going to lose weight. Let's be like ring fit buddies
1: We can do it i, I think that's a good <laughs> idea we'll provide weekly updates even if those weekly updates are man i forgot
0: <laughs> that alarm keeps bugging me <laughs> and, and draining my joy con i
1: just I, honestly i i felt so bad once i realized what it was i was like oh right the alarm going off for well the last you feel double
0: bad right because it's like not only have you like drained your stuff but you've also not worked out so you're just like you feel bad twice over i
1: did feel bad twice over it was like uh it was just it was bad it was like a poorly cooked grilled cheese it was not fun oh burnt on both sides i don't know Uh, it is the worst although sometimes when you scrape you, you scrape the burnt parts off and you still eat it it's like it's okay sometimes but that's besides the point
0: no, Ryan. I need no. to learn how to cook grilled cheese.
1: Is really <laughs>
0: you? Yeah. How do you how do you mess up grilled cheese so often that you have a way to get around this? I, Anyways,
1: <laughs> I'm not going to answer that, or else we'll keep talking about grilled cheese.
0: It's so true. Uh, so what we're what we are going to talk about right now, guys, is we're going to give you a couple news stories before we move into the meat of the show today, and what we are going to be talking about is Warcraft Three Reforged. So we're going to cover everything. We're going to cover. Our thoughts, we're going to cover the news stories, the ups and downs of the launch, everything. But all of that is going to be after we cover these uh, couple news stories that we have for you outside the Blizzard universe. So uh, last week, well, I say outside of the Blizzard universe, but last week we talked (sighs) about Blizzard (laughs) signing a deal with uh, YouTube exclusive streaming. Uh, And so basically this week, YouTube has released some earnings numbers and their ad revenue, oh my God, their ad revenue for 2019 was over $15.15 billion, not million, billion dollars, <laughs> which is gross. Uh, Twitch reportedly in the same period earned about $300 million. So the, the M for Twitch and the B for YouTube when it comes to uh, to money making here. So, yeah, that's just, I mean, crazy amounts
1: of money coming out of YouTube. So I was uh, the, the source um, for this article. There was another article that kind of dove into this a little more and compared it to the movie industry in that mm. the 15 billion dollars that YouTube has made on ad revenue alone eclipses the entire movie industry in 2019 as well. And that's <laughs> that's mind blowing because I mean you you know you see the celebration of like oh you know Avengers made a billion dollars at the box office. There's really only four maybe two or th- three or four movies that make a billion dollars in uh, you know in their run uh in, right in and then year. everything
0: else in 2019 kind of makes up for the for the rest of the industry but it's nowhere near to the kind of dollars that
1: those big giant super mega blockbusters make but that's great like 15 billion that's insane i mean that's probably off the backs of just like giving you sense to you know when you when an ad plays on one of your one of your videos i mean I, i i don't know if you've dabbled in youtube advertising but i've done a couple of runs on youtube and and it uh it is it it's it's not super expensive in comparison to like running an ad on tv or in a magazine right but it is still up there in in terms of how much it costs so and i've seen the other side of it too like the revenue you make on a like obviously i've never made enough to get a payout but you see like oh you made five cents on this video that played 600 ads and i'm like well great that's awesome and now they're walking away with 15 billion Whew, that's yeah. crazy that is nuts
0: It's a lot, a lot of money. And I mean, so this past weekend, uh, because last week we were talking about the eSports deals that YouTube made with Blizzard. And so the Hearthstone tournament this weekend, it was the first of six Masters tours. And it did not perform well (laughs) on Friday when I watched. uh, I watched like right when I came home from work. And so would have been like 6 p.m. on Friday And I watched for about an hour before they finished. So they wrapped up pretty early um, all three days. But uh, yeah, like I I watched about an hour, hour and a half and they had 1.5K. So 1500 people watching. And when they were over on Twitch, it it got it got better on Saturday and Sunday because on Saturday they got up to like 3K. And then on Sunday for like the top eight and the finals, they got up to about four to 5K. I didn't actually watch the finals, so I don't know if that got up any higher. But, um, yeah, they had literally 10 times the viewership when they were over on Twitch. So, yeah, feels I mean, kind of bad for, for the um, the Blizzard side of things, basically. But I will say when I woke up on Saturday morning, because I'm on an earlier schedule now, I woke up a good two hours before Arlington was going to start. And so I was just like trying to navigate through the YouTube app on my TV to figure out like where I could find like live videos and stuff so that I would see when Arlington actually started. And there was like no way to easily find live video. But what I did find because I was logged in under me was like videos about like, warcraft 3 reforged and what a debacle it was videos about just world of warcraft and 8.3 videos about dead by daylight so i sat in youtube and i watched a bunch of youtube videos on a saturday morning which is something i have legit never done in my life so total shit deal for blizzard if you aren't like call of duty and overwatch league but seems like a really good deal for youtube because it got someone who was a Twitch user over onto their platform, not watching their live video, but watching, you know, the pre-recorded uploaded YouTube videos that you normally think about, you know, along with all their ads and everything else, which is, you know, eyeballs that they never would have gotten on their ad content otherwise. So, mm. yeah, YouTube is <laughs> YouTube got the better side of this deal. I mean, for I'm sure... sure.
1: I- like, are we? We don't know the terms of the deal, but I'm guessing no. YouTube has paid Blizzard for this for this well, exclusivity, basically, right? It,
0: yeah. The only thing that we know is that um, Blizzard is exclusively streaming their esports over on YouTube instead of on Twitch, and that they have been given some amounts of like Google's cloud services and and stuff, um, kind of in the exchange. Now we don't know. If YouTube gave them like cloud server support on top of a giant pile of money or, you know, if it was a straight like exchange of goods and services as opposed to money. Like, I don't know all the details of the deal, but we do know that there was like stuff given on both sides. So like esports content from Activision Blizzard and like cloud servers from Google. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that balance lies and and who's like which part is worth more. But I mean, I was a like never use YouTube type person. Like I was never on their platform. So unless I had something like very, very specific that I wanted to look up, but literally the easiest way for me to get to to get me to like skim over and totally ignore your tweet is to include a YouTube link. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, ah, YouTube, don't have time, don't want to, can't listen with sound, like, whatever. Like, most of what I consume is text. And so, anyways, long story short, they converted me to a YouTube watcher, even if it was only for an hour on Saturday morning. They still, like, converted me into 60 more minutes of, you know, user watch time, which I'm sure is a metric, (laughs) and they never would have gotten me if they hadn't, uh... Made the deal with Activision Blizzard. So, whereas Activision Blizzard, at least from the Hearthstone standpoint, lost 90% of their viewership.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I- And ran the same three inline ads <laughs> all freaking weekend. One of which was for the virtual ticket for last year's BlizzCon that I'm not even 100% sure you can still buy. Uh, I- okay. <laughs> like, dude, honestly, I don't know what they're doing over there.
1: I... Well, I mean, we're probably going to talk about it later. I don't either. (laughs) Uh, I think this whole thing comes back to the argument that uh, you had sent a, a Twitter link over talking about this YouTube... Sort of make and you want you know sorry the YouTube making the YouTube well going back to my <laughs> earlier conversation about being old and dating old man Ryan <laughs> uh, I'm not that old but uh stating that the company makes over fifteen billion dollars in 2019 on ad revenue and then being like well you wonder why uh Blizzard shows YouTube over over Twitch and it still goes back to user experience for me I don't care how much money YouTube makes. Um, I'm sure YouTube threw more money at Blizzard than twitch tried to but uh, it's just it goes back to the user the user experience and again we're going to talk about that uh, in, in another Avenue with the same company where it was not like they don't care about the user experience or at least don't appear to care they just want to go where you know the best value is for them and I get it from an eSports perspective because, you do have a, you do, we talked about it last week, you do have a sort of limited audience uh, to a certain extent, and it's hard to get money from um, a limited audience. So by offsetting the cost, you can get YouTube to sponsor it in a way where you can now produce this big show without having to Uh, lose money on it i mean going back to htc i'm sure i I mean the
0: thing is though i'm gonna stop you right there because when i say that they had inline ads and we're talking about youtube revenue and stuff when i say inline ads i don't mean that like every ad break they ran three ads like through youtube what they did was they just had it built into the broadcast so and i think there was there was one ad for the blizzcon virtual ticket There was one ad that was for Call of Duty. It was something about veterans. And then I think the other one, oh, my God, I'm like, I I literally like tried to wipe it from my mind. So I can't even think of the third one, but they were all like Activision Blizzard properties. So it's not even like anyone like bought ad time because they were running all ads for their own stuff. And it wasn't built like into YouTube, so it it wouldn't be part of like any revenue sharing or anything like that. It was just like Blizzard just hit the button on their production end that said "insert ad here now," and they played the same pre-recorded clips over and over and over. Can
1: you? Do so that? it wasn't
0: even. I, think... I guess so. Maybe this was part of their deal. I don't yeah, know.
1: I see. that feels like it would be against. I I guess it's their content, but I mean it's. Yeah, it just seems like you're circumventing the YouTube ad side of things.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what they did is they were basically circumventing it. Yeah. So again, maybe it's part of their deal. I don't know. There's all kinds of like content like that, like paid content. That's like just shy of a straight up advertisement. Like if you go and look at like anything in like beauty YouTube, it's like, Hey, welcome to my channel. This such and such cosmetic company paid me to try out their thing. This is what I think. Like, that's just an ad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, and true. then they run YouTube ads, YouTube ads over top of their ad. Like, yeah, which is why I've stayed away from YouTube because I think all of that is just really, really consumeristic and gross. But whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they make uh, a lot of money, and good yeah. on Blizzard for <laughs> sucking on the teat, I guess. Uh... Uh,
0: yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, the YouTube ad revenue is out now, uh, something that they've never shared before, and I think they said uh, I also saw it in another article they released the 2018 numbers too, and it was something like 13 billion. So
1: why would they? Re- why would they're they suddenly... even growing?
0: year over year i don't know why they suddenly did i have no idea
1: look at our (laughs) yeah yeah just look at our numbers it's crazy no one can catch us look how successful we are it's like you're inviting the u.s government to come in and be like oh oh, wait 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 we gotta get in here and break up big youtube or whatever (laughs) yeah
0: big big youtube (laughs) yeah so uh so yeah that's what's going on with that story uh we have another story to talk about tonight Something that Ryan and I tried very, very briefly because it only launched today, mm-hmm. but it's called NVIDIA's GeForce Now. And basically, what this is, I guess it's kind of like a direct competitor to Stadia. Well, at the same time, like kicking it in the nuts and throwing it outside of out the back door, like it just like calling it a competitor is almost like, I, I don't know, I feel like an insult to GeForce now because like we tried this thing right before the show and it is smooth as butter. Granted, I have a good hardwired Internet connection, which I think, you know, all of these kind of services live or die by. But the big, huge difference between GeForce Now and Stadia is that you can, there's a free and a paid option, but it supports every game you already own with no need to buy anything from Steam, the Epic Game Store, Battle.net, Uplay, the Bethesda Launcher, and Origin. So if you own games on any of those platforms, you basically what you're doing with uh, GeForce now is like logging into a remote PC and then playing those games on like super cutting edge like PC software and then like streaming that back to your uh, NVIDIA app on whatever device it is. So, you know, like laptops, desktops, um, like mobile, all of it supported. And uh, yeah, you can just like basically like upgrade your PC. Bam, (laughs) assuming you have a a good uh, a good Internet connection. Now, Ryan, I know like my Internet connection was really good. So I had no problem getting 1080p 60 frames per second. Like that was not an issue. But for you, you got some like quality warnings when you tried.
1: Yeah. So I uh, I tried it on. My MacBook, and so it's on wireless. I think that's the core issue because basically uh, wireless gets a little weird, right? Because there's consistency issues. And then the other thing too is I have I don't have a gaming router. I did in the past, uh, but then I s- switched providers and they come up with a giant ass router and it's like, okay, I don't want to have two of these lying around. Um, so these, these other routers aren't really made for sort of gaming specifically. So I'm imagining it's just... It's just the 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 Bell router that is that is not cooperating with this and not providing a consistent connection, but uh, yeah no I I should try it with a with a wired just to see if if that would help because I'm yeah see at the, if that was the issue yeah I'm looking at the support here and it does say basically system requirements it does definitely recommend Ethernet which obviously that's going to give you the most consistent connection uh, or a five gigahertz wireless router and i did have a, a gaming router in the past that let you choose which one you connected to whether it was 5 gigahertz or or 2. the 2.4 2.4 yeah. yeah and i think uh, with the current router i have from bell essentially what it does is it's a it's a meshed connection so it's it's both 5 gigahertz and 2.4 and i think it like it connects based on your hardware so i don't know maybe maybe that's what's causing the issue i have no idea there are smarter people that listen to this that will then post in Discord about all this stuff. But at the end of the day, Ethernet is definitely the best way to go, and I will I will certainly test that. Um, but for me, the core uh, the core sort of experience I'd be looking for with these streaming uh, streaming services is the ability to play games while on the road, right? So I have my laptop, which doesn't necessarily have actually two. I have my laptop, which doesn't necessarily have like the guts to play all these games um i want to be able to play those games while i'm on the road with my laptop so i'm not dragging like my pc or whatever um so i i would love i'm going to test it sort of uh you know when i'm traveling and, and test that out and see how it runs uh from a hotel right because
0: that'll to- yeah that'll depend on how good the internet is in hotels and you know they're usually they'll offer you a wired connection but not
1: always uh yeah most but- of, like it, you're right it depends on the hotel um yeah, most are most are wireless i was just at a i've stayed at hotels where they have the little connection and you just bring your own cord but i've stayed at other hotels where they're like nah it's wireless dude yeah um, but but looking <laughs> exactly. here like
0: but the... yeah some 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 do have that option so they if you do. could i think that would probably be better because hotel wi-fi i feel like would not be good enough to run this but see that's the thing is like
1: that's that's one that's of your use case the use is to me that's most interesting because i do have a gaming pc that can can play a majority of what well, i throw see, at it
0: I think that that's what I find to be the most compelling use case is that this feels now a whole lot like a reason not to upgrade either to a gaming PC or, you know, after X number of years, you know, going from an older gaming rig to a new one. It's like, well, if my current hardware will still run this GeForce Now app. And I can use that to kind of connect to the new hotness. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about stressing the computer that I have. You could potentially like stretch the life of your home computer years longer than you would have normally because NVIDIA is the one doing all the upgrading on their end. So I think that's a compelling use case. Not that not that yours about traveling isn't, but I think... You know, that's something to take into consideration too. Is that you know, if you can kind of stretch another year or two out of your your home computer without having to upgrade, then you know that's going to be a huge savings over over time, right? So, yeah, I I think I think that's a really interesting use case. Like either for people who you know don't have the money to upgrade a home computer right now, or maybe have never had a gaming computer. Like those are the kind of people that maybe can really take advantage of this and. I think what we should talk about as well is the actual like cost of this because you're sitting there going, okay, come on, Joss. (laughs) I just get access to an amazing gaming rig like that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Like, how are they making money? And right now they've got two different like, I guess, like subscription options. So you can try GeForce Now for free and then. Basically, the restriction that's placed on you is you get like a one hour session. So you have this one hour session. It'll kick you off after an hour and then you have to log back in again. And when you log back in, depending on how many people are currently playing, you might end up in a queue or you can pay uh, five dollars American. I think it was uh, Ryan, would you say six fifty Canadian?
1: Yeah, six fifty Canadian.
0: Yeah, so six fifty Canadian you can uh, basically be labeled a founder and then you can get I guess like instant I'm not really sure it didn't say anything about a session length but you basically get um, access past the queue and then when you're in and playing you don't get kicked off so you don't have to worry about a session timer at least I no indication it's not mentioned anywhere it just basically said like the reason that we made our free people only have one hour sessions is in order to allow our founders to basically have whatever access they want. So for, like I said, $5 American 650 Canadian, you get access um, to like front of the line, basically um, the uh, RTX technology, which is their ray tracing stuff. Right. it's mm-hmm. so, like slightly better, better graphical um, things. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think we've had conversations about ray tracing before and I do like, not feel qualified like to really lighting. speak to them. But yeah, it's a lighting they're, thing. they're next they're next level super awesome graphic stuff. And that's the thing. You can um, go in, whether you're free or paid, you can go in and you can tweak all the game settings. And so before the show, I logged in and I tried Frostpunk. And the other cool thing is you uh, basically go into GeForce Now you launch whatever platform it is uh, that you want to, or I guess you open the GeForce Now app. Sorry, guys, I totally should have like made more notes on this. But you mm-hmm. launch the GeForce app, you search for the game that you want to play. It'll tell you if you can add it to your library or not, because not absolutely everything is supported right now. I think there's something around 550 titles across all of these different launchers that are currently, or I guess all these different stores that are currently available on GeForce now, but it's not 100% exhaustive. So you search for the game you want to play. I search for Frostpunk and then you say add to your library. So you only have to search for it once before you like add it to your GeForce now. And then there's like a it's like a quick list. Basically, Hmm. it would be really nice if there was a way to like enter all of your account information for all of these different platforms and then just like hit a scan button to see what you own. But right now it's a manual search. So that's kind of a a knock against it. But you enter the game you want to play, click add to library, and then click like launch. And then it launches the um, GeForce Now instance, which is basically like you're remoting into another PC. At that point, I had to log into my Steam profile and you have to log in every single time because every single time that you launch GeForce Now, you're basically instancing into like a different computer so you have to log into steam every time and then it will either launch the game or if the game has never been downloaded onto the computer before then you have to tell it to download and then you can play so it launches like the steam interface you're used to because again it's like you're remoting into a different pc so it launches your steam interface and you just have to wait for the download now that download is not using any of your bandwidth because it's literally like A conversation between the nvidia computer and steam so like steam is downloading to the nvidia computer so that you at home can then launch the game you want to play on the nvidia computer Mm. clear as mud (laughs) Uh,
1: my brain right uh yeah it's uh it's hard here's the thing we were we spent about uh half hour to an hour kind of figuring it out pre-show and once you kind of get your mind around how it's working, because I was kind of like, what are we doing here? Like we're logging in to the game, but no, we're actually logging into the launcher. So I was even having issues where I was like, okay, I'm going to launch Wolfenstein Youngbloods. So I launched that and then I have to log into Bethesda launcher. And there are two different versions for uh, Wolfenstein Youngbloods, the Steam and the Bethesda launcher version. So that's another thing where you have to kind of be mindful, like, when you search, they say make like, sure
0: you you pick the right platform. Yeah,
1: you need to make sure you own the game. And sometimes that's why you'll see multiple games show up when you search uh, for a specific name. But then once once you log in, the only the only inconsistency that, that I didn't like, and maybe it's maybe it's a feature, not a bug, in the sense that they don't want to store your passwords, is that when you when you even though you're logged into your Nvidia account to access GeForce Now when you launch the game it asks you for your steam password or your bethesda password, or whatever launcher right whatever
0: launcher yeah you have to you do have to log in every time and i think that that's probably like maybe even a like steam security thing like maybe mm. they don't let your password be stored in that way like i i don't really know but yeah you're right you do have to log in every time um at least every time that we tried i i tried logging in i think four or five different times and and every time it uh, cuz i was basically i was trying to break it because i wanted to you know have a have a good report for you guys and so i was basically i made it crash once um but other than that it was uh, of the four or five times it was really really smooth and uh yeah so the other thing you can do is you can go into the settings on all of your different computer or like all of your different games And you can change things. So you can, Ryan, I think you said you found a setting that allowed you to like change stuff and like optimize for lower internet connections.
1: Yeah, so in the GeForce Now app, there's the ability, you can run a connection, a network test, but you can, so it sets all those settings for you if you want, but you can also go in and and kind of um, fiddle with it if you want. So you can say like, well, I know I'm going to be, I want to see like the best, of the best. And I don't care if it stutters, you can make it so it doesn't like decrease performance or decrease uh, the network performance uh, if it's having trouble keeping up. So you can kind of tinker with those settings and kind of get it to where you want it. Um, I think the... right. And you
0: can you can drop your frames per second and you can drop your resolution too, which will really help.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms like of if the... you
0: if you have a bad internet connection, which is actually kind of interesting because you can run something at like 1080 and force it to 30 frames per second. But because you're running these things on like nvidia's top of the line gaming pcs you can put like everything to like super max graphic settings right so yeah it's really those um the resolution and the frames per second that's really going to change like what's actually like coming down the pipe to you mm-hmm. um so yeah it's oh man i just honestly like this is just this worked way better than i thought it was going to mm-hmm. and like I said, I mean, even at the the monthly price. So I'm gonna go back to that monthly price again because uh right now there is that founders uh the founders membership, the founder's option. And they said that basically um they're still kind of like they it just just today came out of uh like a closed beta. So they're kind of seeing how it goes. And at some point they will likely um, increase the membership price but if you are a founder when that happens you get locked into the founder's rate of five dollars or 650 if you're in Canada you get locked into that founder's rate for a year and then you will increase with everybody else but they said that they were unlikely to more than double it so basically it's going to be somewhere between five and ten dollars a month so very very like Netflixy, and so yeah I mean The fact that the thing that totally killed Stadia for me was never the performance. It was the fact that they wanted me to pay a monthly subscription to play Destiny. And if I wanted to play anything else, I had to buy it again. Hmm. And I was like, no, (laughs) like talk about a huge waste of money. Why would I ever use your service? And so the fact that GeForce now just pulls basically the license from whatever I've already bought and lets me play it anywhere I want to is really, really freaking cool. It's a great idea. And you can, like I said, access this um, in one hour kind of chunks for free, which is all just absolutely crazy. So um, the other cool thing that I noticed was uh, the settings that I did change, because I'm having some issues with my audio uh, hardware right now, where anything that has like super heavy bass just causes my headphones to crackle like crazy. And I know it's not a headphone issue because I've plugged it straight into the PC and there's no problem. So it's not that like I blew my headphones. Um, It's something else along the line. Anyways, don't need to get into that right now. <sighs> but uh, the point is I have to turn the UI and Frostpunk off. Otherwise it just, it's impossible to play uh, because of these audio issues. So I one the first time that I went in, was the first thing i turned off and then every subsequent time that i logged in and out and in and out trying to like crash stuff or put myself in a queue or whatever it still remembered even though i was technically like logging into a new pc it still somehow like remembered like hey oh yeah jocelyn she this is her settings for frostpunk which was Mm -hmm. you know just crazy to me and because steam uses cloud saves it was literally like i was playing on my pc as soon as i launched the game It was just like, oh, hey, you have a save from last autumn. Is that what you want to play? And I was like, well, no, but it's super cool. I don't have to start from scratch. Like, I don't know. It's just it's like everywhere I turned that I felt that I was going to have like a gotcha moment. GeForce now is like, oh, no, don't worry. We got you covered. It's all good. I was like, oh, damn. Okay then. (laughs) So I don't know, man, I'm quite impressed. And I mean, I don't understand all of the tech behind it and how they actually do it. And if it is like. Literally a whole big like farm full of PCs, or if there's some other like servery partitioning stuff going on. Like I do not know how this works, but I think it's super cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it-, it works so far in our quick little bit of testing. So now again, I was doing like a Frostpunk, which is basically like an RTS. So I don't know how it would perform in say like a fighting game or a shooter, which you know latency plays a big big part, but. Yeah, I uh, I had no
1: issues. Yeah. Well, that would be the the core test would be to, to try it with a with a shooter and, and that um that's the other thing too is is this opens up the ability to play windows only games on your Mac. Um also Oh
0: yeah, that's a big thing for you, right? Cuz your yeah. only laptop is a Mac
1: exactly so in terms of my like on the road scenario that would be the only that would be the only option right um and and the other thing too is like you by si- so you signed up for the founding member benefits like you it doesn't cost you anything because you'll right away you'll get it 90 days for free and then and then they lock you in at that introductory rate yeah um so that's that's actually like a no-brainer oh,
0: okay so that's how we're okay i wasn't 100 sure because we were trying to get this done as fast as possible oh, i'm just show, looking so it's just yeah. like you qualified for 90 days i was like sweet <laughs> bonus <laughs> yeah
1: so i i see that now so yeah 90 days free and basically that gives you access to um the several rtx games that are supported but you ha- again you have to own those games uh priority yeah. access yada yada yada. but uh the other thing too is that's that's the core difference between stadia and and this one is that even yes you are required to purchase the game, but you're allowed to purchase it where, as you see fit, like from whatever store you want. So like I said, you can buy. And once you own it
0: once, you don't have to buy it again. Like if I want to go play Tomb Raider on Stadia, I can't without buying it a second time. And I'm like, but I don't want to. I already own Tomb Raider. Why would I want to go buy it again? And Stadia's library is also very, very limited. Like I said, there's 550 plus games available on GeForce now. And Stadia's got 12? Question mark? I don't know. Like it's basically like the Tomb Raider franchise, Destiny, One, Assassin's
1: Creed. Well, those, those, yeah. They, they have a... <laughs> like
0: it's a handful of games, anyways, compared to basically you know the most popular titles on all of these most popular launchers well so. they,
1: yeah like stadia has a store it's it, their service is they're they they they're adding free games to the vault quote unquote but the core issue there with buying on the stadia store is that you're locked to playing it on stadia you can't yeah. then go and like oh you know what i have a solid computer and i really feel like just having an uninterrupted experience i'm gonna install it on my hard drive you don't have that option but yeah. with GeForce Now you do have that option in the sense that it's on Steam it's on Epic so i think that's the and that's the thing here and you know you could buy a game i'm buying this game specifically to play it on GeForce Now uh let's take cyberpunk 2077 as an example i won't have the hardware to play it i can't afford to buy the new graphics card to play it the way i want to i've been waiting years for it i will pay the 649 a month to have access to play it at 1080p and that's another difference i mean stadia has the 4k option but i mean i'm not convinced i take a
0: uh, yeah i would take a more expansive library over a higher resolution i mean 1080 is fine for everything that my eyes can perceive (laughs) like yeah i'm not i'm not worried about 4k and i know some stuff does kind of like look better in 4k when you see it side by side 1080 but I've never looked at something that's 1080 and gone, oh, that looks terrible. I mean, they'll it's probably like, you can see you can see the difference when yeah. it's next to something that's 4K. But if you don't have that comparison, I think 1080 is just fine. Mm. For me personally, anyways. Like I know that there's gonna be some people that are looking for that. And maybe that's something that you know, GeForce now can aspire to and is maybe working on. I don't know. But uh yeah, what I do know is that. The game I wanted to play, I didn't have to buy again and it just worked and it was smooth as butter. So I'm sold like.
1: <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. I, and I'm interested to see how it runs on uh, phones as well. And it's Android only right now. Uh, I don't know if they have plans for, you know, iOS. Uh, I know. There I'm were... sure they probably do. I'm sure it's. And point that would be like, oh, my
0: God, if I could get like my Frostpunk games onto my wow. iPhone. I am pretty sure that's just all I would ever do.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> I could I could go for a solid tablet version of, uh, and I mean you can do that. I mean the shield. Oh
0: my god, I could play Civ Six on my iPad. Oh, <gasps> so yeah, I think overall, uh, GeForce Now, like I'm stoked. I want it on more devices. It seems like uh, just a really, really, really cool idea, and so far with a fairly seamless implementation, especially for a launch day. So I look forward to seeing what NVIDIA is going to do uh, going forward. So uh, if you guys do like the content we produce and you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash In, or you can join us over on our Discord if you want to join the conversation about this stuff by going to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That brings us to our topic of the week this week. We are talking about Warcraft 3 Reforged. Now, Ryan, you played Warcraft 3 way back in the day. It's It's what... How many years old now? 15 plus years old. I don't even know when Warcraft 3 originally came out, but
1: 2002 was the original 2002. release. 2002. Oh my of god. Warcraft yeah. 3. Okay. So
0: what? 18-year-old game then? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's been around for a while. So uh yeah, Warcraft 3 uh Warcraft 3, not Warcraft 3 Reforged. Warcraft 3 has been out for quite a while. You played the original. This was going to be my first time in the Warcraft 3 universe. Hmm. So I pre-ordered this and we talked about this I think last week I want to say or maybe when they talked about the delay I can't remember. Anyways, I pre-ordered Warcraft 3 so long ago I couldn't even remember what I paid for it and it was basically like I I really liked all of the like pre-order bonuses. There was a Hearthstone card back, so you know that they're always going to get me that way. Of course. Of course. But yeah, so Warcraft 3 Reforged, I did the pre-order way back in 2018 when it was first announced. And I mean, I was like, I was pretty excited. I was more excited because it looked like it was going to be really cool. There were going to be all these like cinematic changes and stuff. They were going to update it. I was finally going to get to play through some of like the most iconic like pre-World of Warcraft story moments because Warcraft 3 has a lot of stuff with, like, you know, like, uh, Thrall and Jaina. Mm. And then, like, there's a lot of Sylvanas stuff and Arthas stuff. Like, there's just, there's tons and tons and tons of lore in Warcraft 3 that kind of, like, leads into what happens in World of Warcraft a little bit less so than, you know, things like um, Burning Crusade with, like, Illidan and then into, like... um, not well, frozen the throne. First, uh, Lich King. <laughs> yeah,
1: the first two expansions for World of Warcraft. Yeah, the first two are, exp- yeah, are exactly. essentially bookends to the story introduced in Warcraft Three and the Frozen Throne expansion. So, World right. of Warcraft is literally the sequel to Warcraft Three. Uh, it's not like it's a separate story; it is a continuation. And, exactly.
0: And so, yeah. I had never played. <laughs> excuse me, I had never played through the the Warcraft 3 stuff, right? I'd only played through the World of Warcraft stuff. And so I had always like read about a lot of the stuff that happened in Warcraft 3. And I've seen, you know, tons of lore videos on this kind of stuff. listened to lots of podcasts like I <coughs> excuse me. Definitely. <coughs> oh, God, I'm dying. Picked nah. up the story over the course of um, like the past, you know, 10, 10 ish years since I've really been paying attention to the Warcraft universe So, I mean, I've picked up on all this stuff, but I've never actually played the game. So that's why I was super stoked is I'm like, I want to see what all this story content is about. But then I kind of stopped paying attention, I guess, to the news because I was just like, oh, when it comes out, I'll play it. It's going to be super cool. I'm stoked. You know, done. And then they were like, oh, we're delaying it. I'm like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Whenever it's ready, I'll be ready to play it. I don't really care. You do you, Blizzard. Like, release it when it's ready. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. I'm used to from Blizzard <laughs> but um for you I'm interested to know like how what you were thinking about it and how you were feeling in the time between announcement and release considering like you played the original like was your experience much better or were, were you were you just or different or were you just sitting there going kind of same as me like I'll play it when it comes out
1: yeah no I, I think for for me Blizzard uh, was a developer that, on the scale of Nintendo and a couple other developers as well that have proven themselves where they announce something and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna play that when it's out. I don't need to seek out every image, every video. I don't have time for that. I'm just I'm ready. So when you're ready, I'm ready, let's do this. And Warcraft 3 doubly so because it's the first PC game that I really got into that I literally played nonstop online, uh, playing with my friends, uh, or dial up. And it worked, uh, for the most part, you know, someone picks up the phone and then your connection, I lived in the country, so we didn't have like any sort of DSL or cable. So and it worked. It was a lot of fun i'd always get yelled at by people on on the other team because i'd start lagging and 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 that would make everybody's game sort of pause waiting for me to reconnect (laughs) so i i apologize now uh 18 years later but when they announced warcraft 3 reforged it really seemed like a step further than what a normal remaster is to me um you know, right, because
0: think... they did this. We talked about the StarCraft remaster that mm-hmm. they did, and like I bought that too, and it was cool. It was like you know the things were upraised. I played it; it was super neat. Mm-hmm. And so, what they talked about at 2018 when they were talking about Warcraft Three Reforged sounded like more than that. And I apparently oh. am not the only other per the only person that got that impression.
1: No, and I did as well. It's not that it sounded like it. In 2018, it really looked and felt and was reported as being more than just a straight up up res reskin. Reskin. And um, they essentially went to me, as someone who's not digging for every little piece of info, I haven't bought a virtual ticket in quite a while. Uh, On the surface, Warcraft 3 Reforged was just going to get the same attention and pedigree that Blizzard sort of applied to most of their games, if not all of them. I don't think there's been a product to come out um, that just hasn't seen that, you know, polish and and shine. Uh, And then... And then this one, and then people were saying like, "Oh, why haven't I heard anything about Warcraft Three Reforged? That's odd, because usually Blizzard is also a giant marketing machine." Yeah, uh, and they just they haven't been spotlighting Warcraft Three Reforged, and well, we obviously got the answer to that, and that it was very much not what what people were expecting. My expectations were when I saw in 2018, I didn't pre-order it in 2018. I bought it at you know just the day of launch before. Kind of all the shit hit the fan and, and was everywhere. But when I saw that 2018 thing, I was like, okay, I'm in. I want the restructured cutscenes. Uh, I want the StarCraft 2 esque sort of feel for when they're displaying, you know, character story. Uh, I'm totally cool with retconning the Warcraft 3 story. In essence, they've already done that by doing, you know, the new story in World of Warcraft. So if they were to go back and say, hey, Warcraft 3 Reforged is going to have the story as if uh, as if, you know, uh, it, it actually was feeding into World of Warcraft as we've picked it up in the MMO. I, I was excited about yeah, that. Yeah, like
0: as far as I know, there aren't a whole lot of like story beats or like things that would have to be like, wildly changed in terms of, like, Warcraft 3. Like, I know um, in our in our World of Warcraft Discord, someone was pointing out the fact that Maiev goes to Suramar and it's, like, a city in ruins. And obviously in World of Warcraft Legion, it's, you know, in this protective bubble. It hasn't changed in 10,000 years. Like, it's this really cool like end game zone that you get to enter and you get to befriend the night el or sorry, the night born who have been living there for 10,000 years, like under the dome basically. And so in Warcraft three, it's very much like it just doesn't exist like that. And so, yeah, like there's, and I mean, there's kind of ways that you can incorporate the novels and, and things like that into it And not be a total retcon because there's literally a novel that talks about like some of the current like World of Warcraft characters going back in time and basically like stopping the infinite Dragonflight from messing with the events of the War of the Ancients. So you could say that as a ripple out of them going back in time. What actually happened with surmar had enough time to get the bubble up or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And so that's why it didn't exist in World Warcraft 3. But then the dudes went back in time and then it did exist by the time we got there in Warcraft in modern times. But, you know, that's a super lore nerd like push your glasses up mm-hmm. moment. So sorry if I lost any of you non Warcraft lore folks in there. But point is, like, there there are some story beats like that as an example that don't technically line up with what World of Warcraft is doing right this second um there's some other stuff with Sylvanas obviously as she's become like a very very central lore character heading into Shadowlands not that she wasn't really central before but this has literally been like all about Sylvanas through like BFA and into Shadowlands so there's some some pieces again of the Warcraft story that don't quite line up with the World of Warcraft story so I could see them like making some tweaks here and there to help help everything just mesh better. Yeah,
1: well, and and the thing is, I, I loved the original Warcraft three, I still love it. Um, And I was just looking to experience that story again. But because I have limited time, something a little different, or at least a little changed. I don't often play re a great remaster that i played that was basically just an upres and looked really great would be wind waker hd on the wii u but that's what was promised it was just like we're gonna make it run on the wii u it's gonna look great in hd and uh we'll do slight tweaks and and that's what it was sold as it was still a full price game uh, i think maybe you save ten dollars by buying it digitally but that's what was advertised and i think that's the core issue here is that uh, even up close to release, the official website still claimed, you know, re, you know, uh, four hours of brand new cutscenes, uh, new voice acting. Yeah, cause... with
0: with cinematic cameras, which I sure. think is the really big thing that a lot of people were looking forward to, is basically that you know reshot, not the the kind of isometric view of the characters with the talking heads down in the bottom corner. Like, they wanted, like, actual modernized cutscenes. Like, even if you kept all of the lines the same, the story the same, everything, people wanted to see those, like, cinematic moments because a lot of the Warcraft 3 stuff, like you said, it feeds directly into World of Warcraft and the first two expansions thereof. So it feeds into all of that. It's iconic. Like, people want to see those moments captured in what World of Warcraft has started to really be known for, which is its cinematics. Mm -hmm. So... I totally get that. And especially where they said you were going to have the ability to choose between the old and the new. So I don't see the what the like. What the issue is, because basically in a blue post that they put up. So if you guys aren't familiar with Blizzard, whenever an official Blizzard person posts on the forums, All of the text that they post is in blue. It's officially like tagged as a like Blizzard employee post. So that's what a blue post is if you don't follow Blizzard and you don't know that. So, in an official Blizzard dev update on the forums, they talked a lot about like how it was a creative choice. They wanted to stay true to the original, blah, 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 blah. But if they were originally promising the ability to basically play through the old stuff or the new stuff in Reforged, then that whole argument goes right out the window because none of this stuff there is no new campaign. It's just the old campaign. Hmm. There are no new cutscenes. They promised 4 hours there's none. It's all like the same the same voice acting, the same story, everything. So there's no new cutscenes. And then on top of that, they wanted to again make the lore line up and it doesn't. So it's all exactly the same. It's literally yeah. like just new skins on top. Now, I will say like, the new skins, like, they look really good. Like, Thrall riding on his wolf with, like, the yeah. armor on it and stuff. Like, he looks
1: great. Like, bringing a, <laughs> an 18-year-old game up to par. Like, this is Blizzard's first 3D game that they are they are applying a, a, a remaster sort of polish to. So, when you look at that, it works in that vein. So, if you're looking for Warcraft 3 uh, remastered, like, upgraded in terms of visuals from t- 2002 to um i wouldn't 20 2020. 2020 well it is 2020 but it's like if they yeah, made warcraft but... 4 it wouldn't look like this but right um, <laughs> you, you you understand where i'm going with, with yes. this in the sense that if you if that's what you want and you're willing to pay the 40 dollars and accept the fact that they've made some other changes uh not necessarily broken promises but just changes and and missing features that were part of warcraft 3 classic then th- then it's gonna work it's fine they're squashing bugs you, this is the game for you if that's what you want but i think the the biggest issue a lot of people are having is that it's just not what was originally promised if they came out and said yeah. hey warcraft 3 reforged it's a clever name for warcraft 3 remastered. remastered and yeah. uh, and i would be fine with that you're paying a bit of a blizzard tax i think $40 is $40 canadian is a bit high for what what they're offering for to, a remaster for a, yeah yeah for a $20 game but still or a 20 year old game but still it's like that's still it's still reasonable. Most of the time when they do a remaster, they charge you the $80, you know? (laughs) Uh, So again, there's, there is that discount there, but the core issue for me is that they say in this blue post that like, Hey, we made the creative decision to not do those things we showed in 2018. And we talked about that at BlizzCon 2019. I don't remember anybody reporting. That would have been something that would have been reported. And
0: Well, and uh, the the thing is, I'm sure that it probably did get reported on Wowhead, but I mean, like for me personally, and I know that I'm going to be different than a lot of other other people, but covering World of Warcraft for one show, covering Hearthstone for another show, and then covering BlizzCon in general for this show, like it's a crazy busy time. Things are going to fall through the cracks and I'm going to miss things. And Warcraft 3 is something I definitely miss because, like I said, I just basically put that on a back burner and said, you know, it'll be ready when it's ready. Whatever they give me, uh, like, I'll think about that when it's coming out. Like, I, I wasn't really um, fussed about Warcraft 3. And then, yeah, like, I just it it wasn't really. Like, highlighted, mm-hmm. like it wasn't in the opening ceremony,
1: well, it was buried it under probably, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, right? Like, it
0: was, yeah. It was buried under a whole bunch of stuff. So, like, I mean, it was a really big BlizzCon year. So, I'm not surprised that it kind of got relegated to, like, a footnote of BlizzCon. But if you, uh, yeah, like, if you weren't paying very active attention, if you didn't buy the virtual ticket because there were some panels that were free, but Warcraft 3, the Warcraft 3 panel was not one of those... So if you didn't buy the the virtual ticket and if you weren't like scouring the internet for Warcraft 3 news specifically, I can definitely see how this uh the coverage of like 2019 would have slipped through the cracks
1: for you. Yeah, Cuz I mean, I I bought it the day it launched and then I was like, oh, "I'm excited to play it." And everyone's like, "Ooh, yeah, it's uh it's not getting good reviews." I'm like, "Wait, what? I haven't looked into that." Like cuz I knew I wanted to play it. And I
0: and it's a Blizzard title, right? You had I mean, some, some expectations of quality.
1: I think, I think, um, I think that's now unfortunately. I think this is
0: the final nail in the coffin when it comes to Blizzard quality. I'll be totally honest. Yeah,
1: and I'm. It's such a bummer, and I think Bioware was a, a similar developer that joined that club. You know. Uh, with mass effect andromeda yeah and again andromeda yeah but no this is it like but like I'm not saying I'll never buy a blizzard game again that's that's ludicrous but I think that I will wait until... you're gonna be
0: more wary you're gonna wait for reviews which is something that we never really thought that we'd be saying when it came to a blizzard title
1: yeah and like some of the other things so for example reforged essentially overwrites uh your classic uh well I shouldn't say classic but your Warcraft 3 your original copies. So there was a giant patch put out for Warcraft 3 and essentially it just runs the reforged reforged client but but grays out the option to to load up the reforged graphics um, and Right yeah so it basically it forces you mm-hmm.
0: like into the BattleNet ecosystem into the automatic patches and and all the rest of it and you don't have the ability now to just play Warcraft 3 So, like, there are no old Warcraft 3, like, servers. The leaderboard's, like, totally gone. Uh, It's something that Blizzard says they're working on for a future major patch. And it's just like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, what? Uh. They just, they totally, like, disabled features that were working last week in Warcraft 3. They just took them away for both the old client and the new because they launched this new game like it's just crazy but they're not offering any like warcraft 3 like refunds because obviously it's a 20 year old game right like
1: no. yeah you can't but uh...
0: like it's just it's kind of crazy and it, this all comes down to the idea of like not actually like owning your software and playing online games and like all these issues that we've talked about in the past like probably like 18 months i think have we've really been shining a light on a lot of this stuff it's like you don't own your stuff anymore because of all of this online connectivity, mm-hmm. which is super, super frustrating when a company makes the decision to do something like this. So, I mean, the other, the other piece of this that a lot of people are upset about that were part of the Warcraft 3 community 20 years ago is the custom map stuff. So a lot of the creation and playing of custom maps was like, just as big a part of Warcraft 3, if not bigger. And Blizzard has totally clamped down on this. And this is the one part where I'm probably, like, I can see where Blizzard is coming from. Because as uh, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you know, Dota, which is now one of the biggest, like, MOBAs, esports, like, tons and tons of money, everything else, like, Dota started... As a warcraft 3 mod and then was able to be like spun off because blizzard didn't have these kind of like overarching we own all your shit clauses in their user agreement Mm -hmm. so with warcraft 3 reforged they still allow you to make custom maps but now they're saying anything that you make in warcraft 3 is the sole and exclusive property of blizzard and that has the kind of like mod custom map community just like totally up in arms. Because again, this is the kind of thing that is like these reforged terms of service. This is all part and parcel with like we mentioned the the Warcraft 3 being forced into like the Battle.net ecosystem and that reforged client just not having the option like if you haven't paid for reforged that just shuts down your graphics But on the back end of stuff like you are now tied to the new user agreement that like you're not tied to the I can do whatever I want and I own my IP and I can do all that kind of stuff in custom maps and Warcraft three like that just doesn't exist for you anymore. Like you live in reforged now, whether you like it or not. Hmm. And that includes this new licensing agreement. So there's a lot of people in the custom map um, and modding community that are really, really upset by this. And I mean. These are the kind of people that have been stoked on your game for 15 years while everybody else has moved on to the new hotness. Like, these are the hardcore people that if I was Blizzard, I would probably want to please. And I understand, like I said, I understand they don't want Dota 2.0 to come out of Warcraft 3 Reforged with, you know, new graphics and everything else. Like, they don't want to miss another boat like that and I understand that you're using their ecosystem. So I think that they're like, maybe they should have looked for a happy medium or something. Like, I don't know, but this seems like they went way far into left field on this. And if they had just like reeled it back a little bit, then maybe there could have been some common ground or something, but this just feels like yet another thing with reforged where they totally completely and utterly missed the mark. Like, they pissed off all the casual people like me by not having cinematic cutscenes and they mm-hmm. pissed off all the hardcore people with all this custom map stuff to the point that and I'm not saying that this is the way that, you know, like rational mature people should deal with things, but you literally like cannot play custom maps in Warcraft 3 right now because it is absolutely full of like sexism racism slurs like Mm. it's just like it is a garbage
1: fire of
0: oh god it's bad dude it's really really bad um like they're they're basically it's like because there's no or seemingly no um like moderation or approval process of what gets put into custom maps It's just being absolutely flooded by super pissed off people on the internet with the most garbage things they can possibly think of. And, like I said, that is not the way to deal with these things in a mature manner. But, I mean, it's basically made custom maps unusable.
1: That's ruining, like, that's players ruining the game for folks that for other players yeah want to enjoy it and this is the thing i uh I, I we should have said at the beginning like we're kind of talking about the news we're not talking about our experience with, with the game but I, been... I
0: was gonna get there yeah
1: yeah yeah. well i mean we were, we're already running along but I, i've yeah. uh i played the the first i beat the, the the prologue the human the first human campaign and then started the undead campaign and the game plays and runs great and and looks you know as i would expect a remaster to look uh but and i can sort of see like i can see like yeah okay people i'm enjoying it i'm sure people are enjoying it i don't want to ruin other people's fun um but still like the news that's been coming out and specifically when i found out the cutscenes weren't in there because when i booted the game up i just assumed that i was getting what was promised right or what was there and it's (laughs) it's it's been a bummer and the longer we go the more i'm like ah you know maybe maybe i need to like kind of show that this wasn't what i what i truly wanted and maybe i maybe i'd be fine with this if this was what was announced but uh
0: well and i think that's kind of the thing like if they had just said like, look, we're going to do a remaster. We're super stoked about it. It's going to run in the BattleNet client, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then maybe people would have been more on board. It's because they made all these promises back in 2018 that they did not deliver on. And not only did they make all those promises, but like literally the day it was announced, you could pre order it. And yeah. it's just like, so you've had my money for so long now, like, you know, 16, 18 months, you've had my money. Well, I guess 16 months, you've had my money and you've now not delivered on anything. Now they are offering refunds. But um, yeah, it's it's oof, I, I would be I know they'll never say, but I would be curious to know how many people, you know, are just making smoke on the Internet and not actually going to refund and how many people are going to refund. I'm not going to refund because, like I say, I did the pre order. So I got the uh, like the Hearthstone card back and whatever. And I will play through the campaign. Sure. I tried it. So I tried it on launch day. Couldn't get in. Kept getting booted. It was really frustrating. I tried it again a couple days later and I was able to get in. But I got through like the very first mission, like the tutorial where it literally teaches you how to move in a Blizzard RTS. And I got almost to the end twice and it crashed kicked me off like the game didn't crash but the I guess the network crashed, the server crashed. I don't know but something online some connection between me and Blizzard crashed and it popped up with a defeat screen and I was like defeat it's the tutorial <laughs> like yeah. nothing beat me you just can and I could tell because the chat wasn't available to me anymore. It just said LAN. And then all of a sudden it popped up again. And it's like, it, I could see, you know, like just Joss is online. And then that number in the in the chat got huge with general as everybody got reconnected. So it's like two times I got disconnected and failed, therefore, the tutorial. And then I went into offline mode. And when I went into offline mode, I haven't had any issues since. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's not really a big issue, I don't think. Because I don't really know what I would need in the on like, I'm not playing anything competitive, like I'm not sharing any maps. I'm not in this custom game space. I'm literally just playing through the campaign. So I think offline mode is fine. And it seems stable. I haven't had any issues like once I basically like disconnected from like Battle.net and just like played it offline. Everything's been fine. And it's a cool game and I'm getting to see all these characters like Thrall comes up on Grumash Hellscream and I'm like, yeah, bud! No. <laughs> like, so good to see you! Like, let's go! But then as soon as they get into times when I know it could be a cutscene, I'm just like,
1: man, if this
0: was a cutscene, if this was cinematic, it would be so good. It's, but it is what it is. It's a bummer.
1: <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. And I think...
0: It's, that's what it is. It's just a bummer,
1: man. While, while I'm playing it, I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know what, I remember this. I remember that. And it's so it's far enough away where I don't like know it beat by beat. But I I understand those feelings. Like when I booted it up, and the menus transition and the chains are going, I had like a serious hit of nostalgia. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's really cool. Uh, Because again, like this game played a very important part in my, you know, my gaming life when I was when i was younger when this first came out mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people are saying like you know 2002 like i wasn't that young but still like i came to pc gaming quite late in comparison to when i started playing console games uh yeah me I, too and, definitely me too yeah and All i did,
0: I did it in when i was in high school basically was play the sims <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my pc game yeah, of choice was the sims
1: we've talked about my time in the sims it's uh, not great <laughs> uh one of these days but we'll yeah to so like story, you but. you
0: know you know what those nostalgia feels were like for me it's not even nostalgia it's just it's all these stories of these characters that i've heard that i'm like oh yay now i actually get to see these play out so that's really cool but one thing that i will say and i guess it's the leaderboard part that's missing but like i go through the levels and then at the end there's a score screen and Mm -hmm. it's like you destroyed you killed this many heroes You killed this many units, you destroyed this many buildings, and in each of those sections, it gives you a score. And that score, to me, as somebody who is not familiar with Warcraft 3, is 100% meaningless. Because I'm just like, I'm reading the score screens and I'm like, is that good? Is that bad? Is it a score out of something? And they're just not telling me what it's out of? Like... What could I have done better? It's a tutorial. Like, I how do I like get full points? Like, I don't know, man. I, I was so just, confused.
1: Those are just numbers, yeah. right? Like, um, what is actually missing? I played one game online and uh, I-, I was terrible. Uh, I w- again, I was playing over Wi-Fi and I was playing on a on on the Mac with a with a trackpad and uh, it, it, it wor- <laughs> yeah, it worked. Uh, we won. No thanks to to me. I think it was thanks to my teammates. I always play at least. 2v2 or 3v3 and up because um if you have one dud chances are the other team has one as well uh (laughs) so so i was able to win and it worked but then like what's missing is like profiles and clans there's no progression i remember you know when 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 i played warcraft 3 online when i was a kid it was like you know they had ladder resets so you'd, you'd level up your character and you'd choose um you choose your your race, so you'd be say, uh, let's say I played a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, orc, you know, uh, the orc race. While I was playing through this latter season, as you won more and more matches with with the with orcs, your profile would evolve. So you would start as a peon, and then you can kind of go forward. I think they have that a little bit. They have the profiles that you can select and change, but it's more based on like achievements and stuff. So you can kind of change that. But I remember when I played, you know, back in the day, that profile, that level was tied to your experience with um, with that race, playing that race in in online. So right. they're missing the ladders. So and it's
0: meaning. It's basically like meaningless now. Right. It like, is
1: like I mean, unless you earn it like in there comparison. Are, yeah. In comparison. What I want is, you know, a persistent online you know that i'm used to and that was there before reforged launch and and they do state that the major patch that they're working on is is to address that stuff both in reforged and reforged classic so you know they're gonna work on it. <laughs> a
0: reforged classic
1: i mean but yeah like it just, it's just all it's reforged so funny right? that like
0: it, it yeah but the thing is like when you had a thing and it was working fine last week and you broke it to launch your new hotness Like your new hotness should have all the stuff oh it should like it's the same it's the same problem that i always have with the new like sim games when they launch them like i had it with sims 3 i had it with sims 4 is like when the base game launches it just feels empty and broken because they haven't given you everything that you had with the previous iteration so like, why would you pay for it? Why would you pay for the upgrade? Like, it's like maybe a little graphics fix. Like, that's not a really big deal. Yeah, but when Sims and 4 so, comes yeah, out, think, they
1: don't overwrite Sims 3. You can still play Sims Well, yeah, 3 and right? you can
0: still. Yeah, exactly. You can still play Sims 3. That's, yeah, that's that also true. But like, in comparison, like, they just feel like the world feels so empty. It feels so lackluster in comparison to mm-hmm. the one that came before. And this is what that like Warcraft 3 is reminding me of. It's like... You had clans and leaderboards and evolving profiles based on your performance and all this other stuff, and that worked last week. And then you launched your new hotness and you broke it all. And it's like, why would you do that? There's like, they should have at least, like, had they should have, I mean, they delayed it already, Hmm. delay it another two months or however long it's going to take you to get this big patch and launch your full game. Like, That part is maybe even more mind-blowing than the, it was a creative decision. Bullshit, it was a creative decision. Like, I'm sorry, Blizz. I have been one of your, like, biggest fans, like, biggest supporters for the past, like, how long have I been playing Warcraft? Nine years? Hearthstone? Six years? Like, I have been super in your ecosystem. I have been in your corner. I have been championing your cause Man, this sucks. Like, this has missed the mark more than BFA, and that is saying something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that that's a, you know, there are examples of Blizzard approaching the the classic, sort of bringing back the classics. And you look at StarCraft Remastered, and they even allude to it in, uh, they refer to it in the Blizzard update. You know, with StarCraft Remastered, they wanted to have both StarCraft and Remastered exist side by side uh and and allow for so I, I think there there's got to be sort of cross play between the two because that's essentially what they're doing with reforged is it's one game with more options when you pay the upgrade right um right but essentially like if you look at starcraft like that was that was received really well like people liked it and well, because
0: everyone knew going in what they were getting, which was yeah. basically
1: just you but know they didn't a, cut a change features. in graphics. You know, they they didn't, didn't cut
0: features, and yeah, they changed graphics.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you look at World of Warcraft Classic, where again I expected that to not do so well, like for people to be up in arms, but they they nailed it. They they had a team dedicated to it. They did it right, and they came out of the out of the gates swinging. But then I look at this, and it's like this was definitely not the blizzard effort we're used to and i know a lot of people Yeah, like did they
0: try to rush it out did they i just like not put enough resources into it like what happened i feel like there's a story here and i mean i i don't know because they said that they didn't cut game devs when they did all the layoffs they said all the you know all the layoffs and even then the the figure that is lauded out there is 800 employees were cut 800 employees were cut from activision blizzard A lot of those employees came from Activision. The ones that came from Blizzard, it was still a big chunk. Well, I mean, a big chunk in that it was a lot of people, not that it was a big chunk of the 800. I think it was still less than half of the 800 actually came from Blizzard. Hmm. But a lot of those jobs were like marketing, PR, community resources, uh, like um, I think some QA, but not much. But like the, the... core of like blizzard game dev was not cut in fact they they were hiring and promising a reallocation of resources into game developers so where did the warcraft 3 developers go
1: they went to world of warcraft uh diablo 4 and overwatch 2 like that's
0: yeah i mean that's essentially i don't know
1: what's happened here is that i think warcraft 3 was part of the old blizzard. Uh and I and I know people are like, ugh, they hate those terms, but like there is there was a change. And that was very public. And I think what happened was Warcraft 3 Reforged was part of the old Blizzard. And then when the new Blizzard came in and they made the changes, um, it was too far along to just straight up cut, but it was not far along enough that they couldn't stop working on specific things. Like Maybe it was a creative decision. A lot of people did get upset about, you know, changing or retconning the story. But a great example is you look at Halo 2, and when it was remade for the Xbox One, they it, first of all it didn't overwrite Halo 2. Now, mind you, Halo 2 was taken offline because it was on the Xbox, right? Um, and those servers went down. You couldn't play that online. But, and again, the Master Chief Collection, when it worked. However, they did do some retconning to the story. They didn't change it, but they added to it to kind of fit in with what was coming with Halo 5. They redid all the cutscenes. I think all of them were all of the major cutscenes were done by Blur. Uh, so they completely redid those. And it was it was received really well. And it was an HD remaster, but they did the things they said they were going to do without completely changing what Halo 2 was. And I think when you do a remaster or you're bringing back a classic, the core thing you don't want to do is overwrite the original experience because the original experience is like, I will always have this. I will always have that ability to go back. Like when Mario or when Nintendo released a new Mario game or uh, an update to, or making, um, for example, virtual console, they don't completely change the way Super Mario Brothers played or looked they give you the experience uh, on your HDTV. So yeah. I just, it's a bummer. That's the biggest part about it. I love Warcraft 3. I know there are people in our Discord that keep saying like they love Warcraft 3. They're enjoying Reforged. And I think that's great. But it's just for me with my limited time and my love of this game and just soaking this all in because we do a podcast. So I kind of have to, we have to talk about this stuff. It just, it is a bummer, and uh, it's disappointing. And yeah. yes, I'm enjoying Warcraft Three Reforged, but I still go back to that. It could have been, could have been better because I know what we could have had. And ah, oh God, it's just
0: yeah. The super cynical part of me, and I feel like I I need to say this because okay. I know get it I out. Definitely would say this if I was talking about say EA, but there is a definite like part of my brain, and it's not. 100% part of my brain, but it definitely popped in there. Okay. Is just the idea that, like, you know what? They had our money in 2018. They opened pre orders, like I said, when it was announced, and like they had our money and then just didn't care. And that's like really what it feels like now is they were just like, meh, we have their money. Who cares? Just release it. It's not ready. It's not what we promised. Whatever. Who cares? Well, that's the, like, the
1: biggest surprise. Is that's that... how it feels. like. Yeah. And I
0: know that they're offering refunds. Like sure. you can go and request a refund. Um, at first, it was like basically if you had opened the game, they said no, which is not technically like against their like Blizzard policies because I know um, I paid for Call of Duty, whatever the the most recent one was,
1: Modern or maybe warfare.
0: it was, uh, maybe it wasn't this year, last year, whatever. Anyways, the one that uh, introduced the battle royale. Oh,
1: Black Ops Four.
0: Yeah. So I bought that one, and I tried the battle royale because I was super into PUBG at the time, and I was like, I want to see what COD does. But people who play COD are amazing at shooters, yeah. and being dropped into a battle royale with people who are actually good at the game, like I did not belong there. So I played it for like maybe an hour. And I was like, this is just really not for me. And I requested a refund and I got a really nice like um, Blizzard employee who was like, yeah, I see that you've played the game. Like normally we didn't we won't do this. But like I've looked at your account, you, you know, like you haven't done this before. Like you don't do this all the time. Like uh, basically I'll cut you a break, but don't do this again was essentially like the response that I got. So I got my COD refund because I was like, I'm not going to play this game. And I'd only owned it like literally that day and played it for an hour. But they don't have any rules like they do on like Steam where Steam, you know, lets you basically try a game. And if you don't like it, you can refund it as long as you have under X number of hours or a percentage played or whatever. So anyways, all of that to say that, like, it's not unlike Blizzard to deny refunds like they're Basically, if you've booted up the game, you get denied a refund regardless of what that game is. Um, It's just that is the terms of buying a Blizzard game. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised that they were like no refunds. But now they've kind of opened it up a little bit because, you know, of all these uh, broken promises, basically. So you can still go and get a refund. But uh, but yeah, so they're a little bit more lax than I would maybe expect. Mm-hmm. So my uh they're just after my money from the pre-order like d- argument doesn't hold weight but at the same time like i just i can't that was like literally the first thing that popped into my head was like oh well yeah they got my money back in 2018 like why would yeah. they give a fuck what they put out like i hadn't
1: thought about <laughs> it but like that's which the is thing. A,
0: like i say it's just it's like this cynical like blizzard headspace that i'm in right now sure. so well that's, yeah right. i'm just like this is abnormal
1: in terms of blizzard behavior this is like i think this would be if the equivalent of nintendo like going back to the hd re-release of of wind waker is releasing it and being like and it having bugs and just not working and yeah by the
0: way it's not hd
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah and 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 they put it out there and like yeah we're not gonna patch it i mean uh buy it if you want it but that's what the product is And that would not fly and would would taint your experience with with Nintendo. And I think with Blizzard, this is the first time in my experience playing Blizzard games for the last 20 plus years that a product's come out and it's not been as expected. And it's been it's coming out of the gate, you know, just not cooked. And that is
0: well and see for me. I already have that kind of feeling with battle for Azeroth with the latest Warcraft expansion. Like it's kind of felt like that the whole way along with a lot of the systems that they introduced, like warfronts, island expeditions, like island expeditions, they didn't quite deliver on what they originally promised. And, you know, same with like all of the core gear mechanics and stuff in the game. Like there were a lot of things at the beginning of battle for Azeroth, a lot of things that have been, you know, changed and iterated and added to in the intervening you know whatever 18 months since battle for azeroth released but i definitely got bfa feels from this warcraft 3 reforged release like
1: (laughs) yeah i and i guess to to wrap it up for me is like i'm i'm um when i started playing it and started reading about all this these changes and stuff i i was like you know what i'll play through it i'll enjoy what i can and, and call it a day but you know after seeing the the response from blizzard like we even joke like are they even going to respond to it 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 hasn't affected china in any way like i don't know if we're going to get a response
0: (laughs) that was the ryan joke by the way everyone yes that was (laughs) and
1: uh i thought it was really funny um (laughs) but uh i just but now i'm like they're offering refunds like maybe this is a way to show blizzard that this is not okay and i mean for those folks i don't want to take people down this dark path. But for those folks who are enjoying it and are getting their 30 US, $40 Canadian value, that's great and awesome. Um, Yeah, I think
0: eventually I will because like I say, as soon as I took it offline, I stopped having the crashing issues. I stopped having the failed uh, missions and stuff. So I think that I will enjoy it um, when I'm playing it offline, like going forward, like I'm going to play through the campaign because when it comes down to it, It is an HD remaster of a game I never played. So I'm going to get to see all of these stories firsthand. And that, to me, in the end, is worth the money. But that doesn't mean I'm not pissed off at Blizzard for the way that this was done. Because if they just called it a remastered, made it the same price as the Starcraft 1, and never made all of the big lofty promises that they did, and also didn't break the original when they launched the new hotness then I think we'd be having an entirely different conversation and I would be in a much more like, woo, Warcraft 3 Remastered, yeah, so stoked for this. Like, I would be in a totally different headspace because it all comes down to expectations. And our expectations for this were very, very, very high. They got our money very early and then they basically reneged on all of the promises that they made around this game outside of updated character models which meh like that's the least of a lot of the stuff well, that that's... I think that people were looking forward to so it comes down to expectations but I think overall I'm going to play it I'm going to like the campaign I'm not going to get a refund because I do want to play card through back. this game so and the card back they'll obviously. take your card back
1: I mean like they will take, take my card
0: back guys they uh, would take it I can't I also just whatever
1: can't. horse they gave you in World of Warcraft yeah. I don't know but uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I uh i don't know i'm kind of torn i really like warcraft 3 i i just don't know if i now can devote the time to playing it again even though i i, I yeah you I'm
0: were torn. gonna play it again anyways though right
1: like i was it's just that now
0: they it won't have the story changes i don't know
1: maybe i'm just being maybe i'm being caught up in the negativity because again like i, I think I, you I, might be might a little be. bit i am really susceptible to that especially when i'm like man do i like i I've had people say to me, like, oh, there's gonna be time when you have less time to play games. And I'm like, okay, now I'm kinda, 2020, I'm cognizant of that. I've got a third kid coming at the end of March. Do I have time to spend the last two months of my freedom uh playing a game (laughs) that that's a joke by the way i'll still have time to play games uh but
0: oh i was gonna say like hi ryan's future kid when you're listening to this episode when you're older yeah he totally said you were gonna take away all his free time and ruin his life that was the thing i just said ruin my life you're putting
1: words (laughs) in my mouth now uh no no, it's still possible to enjoy your hobbies when you have kids i have a podcast completely devoted to it so if i have time to start another podcast to talk about having time to do hobbies we're fine (laughs) uh yeah. and that's the logic i'm sticking with but no i just i don't know i'm like do i have the time to devote to it and play other stuff that i want to play too over the next couple weeks i don't know i i have no idea i really don't but i'm probably going to sleep on it at the very least i'll probably Yeah it. i look i, really
0: I look like forward it. to seeing what you finally decide when it comes to Warcraft 3 because we already know i'm in the no refund camp so yeah. again not because of business practices but because it's actually content that i want to play through so We'll see how this shakes out. I'm sure we'll probably have an update for you next week, but we have gone super, super long already. So we're going to wrap it up here. If you guys want to email the show and let us know what you think about either NVIDIA's new uh, GeForce Now or possibly Warcraft 3 Reforged, any thoughts, comments, anything, you can email the show at info at com or hit us up on the Discord. Again, that's bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Or you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joc plays. Brian is Dar Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.